Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by the Gauntlet 2. Raymond. What a horrible it... sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> At least this this time around. We were so excited. We were so nervous for this gauntlet, too. And looking at the way the Niners have played and what a mess they were last week as we broke down in the recap, it is definitely a nerve-wracking situation for our 49ers. But, Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let the Goldcast Nation know where can they find us because it has expanded where they can find us. You can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And you can also subscribe to us via YouTube, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, all under the same moniker of the Goldcast. So be sure to like, subscribe, and comment if you're on the YouTube side of things. And make sure to hit the little notification bell down here somewhere. And that way you get notified when our episodes go live and you can participate in the discussions as we go, you know, week by week, game by game into the very so far challenging 2020 49ers regular season. Absolutely. It's been a challenging year for all of us as people. And this 49ers season has proven to just keep going as 2020 can go. All right. We're about to get into it, though. This is the beginning of the Gauntlet 2. It is Sunday Night Football against the Rams. We're here to preview the game and give you our prediction for what we think is going to happen. And let's see, Ray, because we have not done very well in these predictions so far. So let's see. Hopefully we can turn the ship around. First up, the greatest fanless in the game. He's in the building your professor of fanalism. I'm here to classes in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom. Raymond, it's here. The gauntlet, too. Mm, along with the heat. It is very hot today. Oh, man, it's really hot in L.A., too. Uh, by the way, so Gold Cast Nation, this is my version of a beard. Little known fact, Rudy Solis III can't grow a beard. Yeah, Raymond. Raymond can grow a full beard. This is I can't. Ray, I got this, a slight shadow today. That's about it. This is this is this is like seven weeks of quarantine, no shaving. This is basically what it would look like. So here you go. Here you go, Goldcast Nation. You're welcome. These are things you can only get on YouTube.com/slash The Goldcast. All right, Ray. So let's get focused here. Week six, the gauntlet two begins. And the teams that we face in no particular order, I just rattled them off so many times this week to people, anyone that I was talking to about the 49ers that I know the teams. It's the Rams. It's the Seahawks. It's the Saints. It's the Patriots. It's the Packers. It's the Rams. This is a brutal schedule. And that's not even the order, but that's literally all the guys that we're going to be facing. And it is going to be tough. We were hoping... Going into this game, our goal was to be 5-0 and before the season started. After we lost to Arizona, 
we saw an opportunity to win four games in a row, starting with the starting with the New York Giants, following that up with, or following that up with the Jets, right? Was that the right order? Oh, Jets, Giants, then having an opportunity to take out the Eagles and then take out Miami and go in four and one. That was the goal. Then people started getting hurt. We still dominated. The depth of the team looked fantastic in New York. We took down the Jets. We took down the Giants. We go, okay, we got this. Philly's hobbled. We can take care of Philly. That game ends up really, really, we really kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Unfortunately, Nick Mullins with a dagger pick six takes us out, and then we lose that game. Then we go, okay, wait, we can bounce back against Miami. Jimmy G's coming back. Let's do it. Jimmy G, clearly still injured, is unable to really perform at the level that we want him to. He gets taken out for the second half of the game. Because and we footwork get... is very important. And if you don't know football, you just are one of the other morons that thinks that Jimmy got benched because he's not good enough. <laughs> yes, which was ridiculous. He's had bad games before. This was an injury. Shanahan confirmed it. People are trying to say, well, maybe he's just protecting them. Shanahan doesn't waste time like that. That's a waste of our time. That's like what some other corny coach does in some other some other team. That's not that's not here. So then we bench Jimmy G because he's hurt. CJ Beathard comes in. We it's it's too little too late. We get roasted. And now here we go. Here we go. The gauntlet two is in front of us, Ray. And this is a team that we were hoping would be five and zero, hoping we'd be four and one. Now we're what? Are, what are we now? Two and three. Through two and three. Yeah, we, we are, are now below five hundred. We are below five hundred, and uh, this is kind of terrifying. This has been a tough season. If you if you watched our episode earlier in the week, we had a very lengthy discussion both on the po- video podcast, the audio podcast, all about where the Niners would be right now. And so let's go over just what the Vegas odds have us to have us for what we can expect. So this is. Week six for the 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams are coming to San Francisco. The Rams are four and one. They are two and one on the road. San Francisco is two and three. We are 0 and three at home. We have literally lost every game at home, which is actually kind of rare. That's not a usual thing. This game is going to be this Sunday, October 18th, 2020. It is going to be Sunday night football. It will be on NBC. And let's see what they think so vegas has finally finally lost faith in us they have the rams at three and a half point favorites over san francisco not surprised not surprised i think that's probably fair given how we've played uh they're looking at uh the the to- the the total over over under it being 50 so let's talk about some stats Things I like to drop down, the just what we're averaging, what we're giving up in terms of points. So the Rams right now are averaging 27.2 points per game this season. That is 12th in the NFL. They are surrendering 18 points per game this season. That's number three in the NFL. Those numbers look sound almost exactly like the 49ers one year ago at this time generally averaging about 25 to 27 points and only giving up somewhere between 15 and 18. That's almost exactly where we were. We've now switched places. Uh, uh, But if you want more information on how the Rams are doing, you're going to have to go to the Louis B's, the only Rams fan in the world cast. It's literally him recording, talking to himself because he's the only Rams fan that exists. So 
Beyond, let's go back to the 49ers. Your San Francisco is averaging 24.8 points per game this season. That is 18th in the NFL. Still not that bad, you know, but not great. San Francisco is surrendering 22.8 points per game this season. That is 10th in the NFL. Clearly a stark contrast. If you're looking, if you actually look at those numbers, that's about a three-point difference on both ends of the spectrum between the 49ers and the Rams. Man, Raymond, this is uh, a tough game. We are season. Now, I want to be clear on this because we're not here for hyperbole. We're not here for hot takes. We're here for what we what's really going on with the team. So, Raymond, right now, this is a team that's been pretty hobbled. This is a team that's been injured a lot. This is a team that has, has you said going into this, and you've, I've, we both beat this like drums many episodes in a row. This season, it was going to hinge on our ability to stay healthy. We have clearly not been able to stay healthy. So, Raymond, do we have any good news? What does the injury report look like? This is always the next part of our show. This is your favorite part of the show. Break down who is going to be playing for us. And here's my number one question. I want to start with this player. Is Jimmy G playing at all this week? What is the synopsis? What have you seen? So to me, it looks like he's trending towards a start on Sunday. So remember, he was just barely removed from being able to play last week. We saw him step on the field. He couldn't plan his foot to get, you know, accurate throws off. And he was pulled as a precautionary method because if, if, if he kept, if he stayed out there, he could have risked, risked further injury. Jimmy G's not the most, you know, durable quarterback out there, unfortunately. So as a precaution, they pulled him, but he was a full participant today, which means he's most likely going to be a full participant today. Although the report hasn't been finalized yet because they're still in the middle of practice as we speak. Um, Dante Johnson didn't practice today. Quan Alexander didn't practice today. He's nursing an ankle injury. He will most likely be ready to go because there hasn't been any bad or negative or updated reports on, you know, his status. I imagine he's going to play DJ Jones, who's dealing with some kind of eye injury. He was a full participant today. He will most likely participate. He is participating today as well. So that's good because DJ Jones, unfortunately, another player that's really good when he's out there, but, you know, just can't seem to hold up durability wise. But he's still young. It's still young in his career. A lot of times the early years are tough on the body as you're acclimating to the speed and, you know, the, the, the difference in strength between NFL players and Division I football players. And, and other college, collegiate athletes, there's just a stark difference between the speed and strength of those two, of those two uh, divisions of football. Um, so DJ Jones, you know, I think uh, he will play on Sunday. And then Emmanuel Mosley, limited practice today, so that is good news. He's been dealing with concussion the past couple weeks, so he was limited in practice today. Um, if he gets another limited practice today and is able to get a full participant on Friday, then we can expect him to start. That'll be good. Between him and Akella Witherspoon, I'll feel much better having Ward and Tart being, you know, having the extra coverage assistance from the likes of Emmanuel Mosley and Akella Witherspoon and also Jason Verrett, who's been very good this year as well. Um, on the other side, uh, on the Rams side, we have Og- Ogbonia, an outside linebacker who didn't practice today. His last name is 
Okoronkwo. It's a crazy last name. Aaron Donald also did not practice today, but it was not injury-related. He leads the NFL in sacks with seven and a half so far. He will most likely play this Sunday. I don't expect him to miss any time. This is a non-injury-related absence from practice. Andrew Whitworth, the outside uh, offensive lineman, uh, also not injury-related. He did not practice today. He will most likely be a full go to this day. And then Micah Kaiser, the inside linebacker, a groin injury, limited in practice today. Uh, that's 50-50 shot. He might play and he might not just because groin injuries are really tricky. They're nagging. They're, re- they're easy to re-aggravate once they get going. So it's hard to tell with that one. So that's kind of a wait and see. And then Bobby Evans, another offensive lineman for the Rams dealing with the shoulder injury. He was limited in practice today. We'll have to see if he's limited today and if he trends upward or not. It's hard to know at this point just because we're still in the middle of the week. Um, or well, we're in, we're in the latter half of the week now, but we only have today and tomorrow to really figure out if these guys are going to play or not. But, you know, matchup wise, these teams actually stack up really well. I mean, this is a division game, so I expect there to be a lot more defense than I do offense. Last year, it was, you know, the 20 to 7 uh, contest where the Rams scored in the opening drive and then were unable to score after that. I don't expect that to happen this time around. Although statistically, you know, the the Niners are still the eighth best defense in the league in terms of total defense. The Rams are right there at number seven. Um, in terms of passing defense, the Niners are once again a top 10 defense. The Rams are actually number five. Niners are ninth best passing defense in the NFL. And the Rams are number five in the NFL. And then in terms of rushing, this is kind of where, um, you know, Niners are number 10 and Rams are number nine. So they're very similar statistically. So uh, this to me is going to come down to which offense has the most, you know, health and also, you know, is able to really kind of penetrate and expose the weakness of the opposing defense. Right now, our weakness is in the passing game. Jared Goff's been playing better and he's been progressively getting better as the weeks have gone on. In our case, we haven't had a healthy quarterback or a and a consistent quarterback since week one. So that that's kind of the, the predicament we're in. But if Jimmy can go and his ankle's better and he's able to plant his foot, then you can expect him to be just as accurate as he's always been. I don't really expect any rustiness per se out of Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe in the open series or not. But considering they just got the tar kicked out of them last week in the Dolphins, I think, you know, the Niners are definitely looking to get back on track and definitely have something to prove and are playing with a chip on their shoulders this Sunday. Whereas the Rams are more or less going to want to keep pace with uh, with the other teams. You know, Seattle's undefeated right now. And um, and well, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. They're you know, they're battling themselves for third place right now and the and the rams you know so the rams are really kind of battling for second and first place and they're going to want to keep pace with seattle as best as they can every win counts in the nfc west but overall i see a really even matchup but if i have to break it down in terms of offense i obviously i'm going to give the creative edge to kyle shanahan Next to, you know, Andy Reid, he's the best play caller in the NFL. Sean McVay is certainly creative and certainly somebody who worked with Kyle Shanahan, 
But again, to me, it's a derivative version of the Kyle Shanahan offense, although he has obviously done some copycatting since last year, losing both those games. Now he runs a running back committee over there in L.A. between Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson obviously leads that pack, but it's the same deal that we have going on here. Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon leading the pack in terms of rushing. So expect to see a very, this is going to be, this is like almost like a mirror match, you know, like when you play in a fighting game like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, it's like someone's using the same character in in a single match. That's what I expect here. But uh, I'm not sure what you see, but that's what I see so far. Thank you for that. And I guess you're right. I think that is a, that's a great little analogy. It's like uh, Ken versus Ryu, uh, and we're Ken because Ryu sucks, and so <laughs> obviously the Rams are Ryu. Um, so <laughs> we're clearly Ken. Um, we also wear red, and Ryu wears blue. So there you go. Um, so getting back to this, the problem here, the glaring difference between these two teams that I think um, you know, we, you've only alluded to and I'm going to put a big spotlight on is the fact that the biggest difference is while uh, Sean McVay's offense is a derivative of the Kyle Shanahan system, the difference is health. And that team is fully healthy and the 49ers are not. I expect this to be a competitive game. I expect this to be a tough game. But the edge, I have to give to the Rams. The Rams are fully healthy. They're firing on all cylinders. They're rocking. They're rolling. And while not every game has been pretty, they managed to pull those wins out, you know, more often than not. They've only lost one time this entire season. They have. And when we haven't, we have, we've had two ugly back-to-back games, and they both resulted in L's. So while the Rams are winning ugly games, we are losing ugly games, which is not the side of the spectrum you want to be on. So you're going to give the edge to the Rams. So I... Coaching-wise, I'm going to give the edge to Kyle Shanahan because he's obviously a far better coach. Quarterback-wise, we got I think we got to give it to Jared Goff because he's healthy, he's playing consistently, and he's been progressively getting better. And Louis B, shout-out to Louis B. I know you're going to like to hear that. i got to be honest. i got to be fair. i got to be objective. That's what I'm seeing right now. I am too. They're healthier. And like we said, if you want to hear more about what's going on with the Rams, go to the Louis B is the only Rams fan in the world podcast. It's literally just him talking to himself. If you go to the message board, it's just Louis Louis responding to Louis all the way down like 100 times. So, uh, yeah, go to that podcast. And, um, yeah, it's probably the loneliest podcast that exists in the world. So (laughs) going going back to this, uh, going into our game predictions – what do you see? I have an idea of what I think is going to happen. I want to hear what you think is going to happen. Let's get into it. All right. Well, you know, receiving core-wise, I would give the edge to San Francisco. We obviously have the most dynamic tight end in all of football, and he leads the team in receiving, although their number one, Cooper Cup, is uh, has been healthy this whole season, and he's played a lot better, so I give them an edge there. But um, we have two uh, Debo Samuel-like players in Brandon Ayuk and, and, and with Brandon Ayuk as well. And so I think there's just a little bit more dynamic play that comes out of those two, that tandem versus the Cooper Cup-Bobby Trees combination. Uh, running back-wise, it looks pretty even between Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Raheem Mostert's a far better runner and has better vision. And the same can be said of uh, Jarek McKinnon, at least from what I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of tape. I don't watch tape over there. So sorry, Louis B. We're go- I'm getting off the bandwagon as of this point on for the rest of the podcast. 
So I'm going to give the edge to running. I'm going to give a slight edge to passing just because there's more dynamic. Remember, Kyle Shanahan likes versatile players that can do more than one thing. They're not a one-trick pony. And they're, so I give the edge there to the Niners in that case. But defense, i got to give the edge to the Rams. They've got the leading sack rusher in the NFL, 7.5. He's going to be coming after us. And with the way the offensive line has been playing this season, I do expect Aaron Donald to get his on Sunday. At least two, anywhere between two to two and a half sacks is what I expect out of him. That's what he's gotten in the previous weeks, and that's when we were good. So there's a chance he might even get a hat trick if the offensive line does not hold up for Jimmy Garoppolo, which it very much needs to at this point because any any big hit can knock Jimmy out further, and we really don't want to avoid that this time around. But uh, I don't know. You know, I'm nervous about this one because I just don't know how the health is going to hold up. I don't know who's going to start on defense. If there are holes in the passing game, Sean McVay is good enough to figure out those holes and expose them, which would mean that we'll be playing from behind. So I'm going to give a, because it is the gold cast and we are optimists at the gold cast, I'm going to give a very cautiously optimistic score of 24 to 21 in favor of the Niners. We win by a field goal via Robbie Gold's golden foot. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, I'm not even kidding, <laughs> 24 20 in favor of the Rams, though. Oh, okay. We, we shall yeah. see. Oh, I hate doing that. It makes me so angry. It's a division game. So everyone's usually, even the shittiest teams, play, bring their A game on division games. Miami is a still a two and three football team, and they played great against uh, Buffalo, and they're in their division. So, and same can be said when the Eagles play, you know, the Giants or the or the Cowboys. They just play better. Everyone plays better when they play. The, Ra the Raiders, who have been kind of up and down this season, even though they have a ton of talent, um, gave the Kansas City Chiefs their first loss, but then lost to some teams that they really shouldn't have. But again, it was a division matchup. So division matchups can go either way. They're always going to be a slugfest, especially in the NFC West. I expect these two teams to go at it toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I expect it to be really tight in the first half and to be even tighter in the second half. But someone's got to come out with a W here, and I expect no ties. But I'm going to give the field goal winning edge to the Niners. That that like I said, that is so funny because I'm literally doing the You're the inverse. Thing. Yes, I am giving I and it's exact same score. Ex oh, you said twenty four twenty one. So twenty four twenty one. I said twenty four twenty in favor yeah. of the Rams. The Rams cover the 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 Vegas spread. Yeah, uh, Jared, Jared Goff is going to throw uh, two touchdowns, and I think uh, they're going to get a touchdown on the ground as well from one of the running backs. I'm guessing. Daryl Henderson is going to be leading the charge for them this week. He's the one who um, did a really good job leading the charge, I think, in one of those games uh, last year. I forget which one. But I think that they will have a much more difficult time dealing with the combination of Raheem Mostert and Jarek McKinnon, who also are far better receiving backs than anyone on the Rams. At least Jarek McKinnon is. Raheem Mostert does catch two, but not to the same degree as Jarek McKinnon. Well, there you have it, folks. There it is. We have almost the exact same prediction, just the inverse of teams. Raymond says it's going to be 24-21 in favor of the 49ers. I begrudgingly, angrily, frustratingly said it's going to be 24-20 in favor of the Rams. Who do you guys have? 
Who are you guys going to pick? Let us know that youtube.com slash the gold cask. Pop it in the comments. We know. And actually, I want to address this now, and then we got to go. Uh, the videos have sometimes come out a day or two later. It's just because the editing is a little more intense. But this video will be up today, uh, a little bit after the podcast but they will both be up in the same day and we're going to make sure that we work really hard to get that going just sometimes when these videos are longer it's just a little bit longer editing process yep. for us so just be a little patient sometimes the video is out a day or two later but these will both be out today so let us know who you think is going to win and by how much and then we'll be back on monday to recap this Rams game, and then we're also going to be recording our wine bottle team next week with Candlestick Will. He return is making his triumphant return to the team to the show, and we're going to be putting together our wine bottle 49ers team. Basically, our all the the best players from what years, putting them all together. And so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host Rudy Sousa Third, and with me is my brother, my co-host Raven Solis the First, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. Shout out to Sean Shipley for reaching out to us. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. This is, is the Goldcast.